Subtle Beast, everybody. I'm your host, Foltz. With me, as always, my co-host and partner in crime, Mr. Steve Apostolopoulos. How are you, my friend? Doing great, Foltz. And yourself? I'm doing great, too. Uh, we got some we got some interesting things to talk about tonight. Uh, let's circle back and talk a little bit about some of the things that, uh, that we've been talking about briefly in the beginning of our shows. Um, so, obviously, when this podcast uh, comes out, the infamous Area 51 raid from September 20th, Nobody made a go for it. It's in the history books. It is. And uh, we posted some pictures on our social media of what was going on there. It basically looked like it turned out to be more of like a burning man. Looked pretty militant uh, from the uh, the government side. I mean, they had chopper flying around. and I mean, they weren't taking any chances that... I mean, I was pretty convinced that maybe some off-the-wall people were just going to go for it. I heard at one point in time there was a group of people that broke off, like about 20 people, and they were circling up and kind of mocking, like they were thinking really about doing it, and then it kind of fizzled out, and they just joined the party. Which was probably the best choice they could have made. I would think so, yes. So, well, at least after months of hype of what was going to possibly go down, it just turned out to be a gathering in the desert. The, question, the questions are still unanswered. The questions are still unanswered. But however, right before that, these uh, two guys, from, uh, these two Dutch guys that I was reading about, actually, they, they made a run for it. Podcasters. Yeah. And uh, let's see. I, I have an article on here that uh, I'll read a, a little brief synopsis from um, reported from CNN. A Dutch YouTuber and his friend were arrested and jailed when they tried getting near Area 51. Two Dutch friends said they just wanted a good look at the mysterious Area 51 before leaving the U.S., but they ended up in Nevada jail instead. Ty Granzier, 20, and get, well, this, get a load of this name, Gover Charles Wilhelmus Jacob Sweep, 21, were arrested about three miles deep into the Nevada National Security Site, the, the Nye County Sheriff's Office said. So they they went for it. They didn't get anywhere. No, they they didn't even get close. And uh, so the yeah, that was just like a brief synopsis. But uh, one of the things I was reading too was that they were each given I think a two thousand or twenty five hundred dollar fine and then deported immediately. And I can't imagine that they're going to be allowed back in this country anytime soon. You get deported for uh, getting too close to a military installation. Oh yeah, top secret military installation. Right. That's uh, that's a bad one. Right now, but right around this same time, or I think it funny enough, uh, we were joking on past podcasts. How funny would it be that if the government on September 19th came out and started giving tours of like Area 51? Well, it didn't come to to that point, which would have been amazing. But uh, the United States Navy on that day, September 19th, actually released that the videos of the of the pilots that were capturing UFOs and uh, traveling at high rates of speed. You know, everybody's probably seen them that that's into this. Um, they're confirming that they're real and they're, they're saying, yeah, but the, the real name for them is unidentified aerial phenomena, basically confirming 
that they're not from here. That's huge for people that are travel in our circles and just looking for some type of credibility. Right. That's a step towards disclosure. So, yeah. So, those were that's the recap on Area 51. Two people, not even from the U.S., that made a run for it, didn't work out. And now the United States Navy is confirming that the unidentified aerial phenomena captured on by those pilots is real. So it's true. How much? How how much closer could we possibly be to disclosure? Who knows? Um, or could it just be prompting us or letting us know that these things are out there? That if you've listened to past podcasts where we've talked about, well, go check out Project Bluebeam, and uh, yeah, are they getting ready to to hoax us all? Now, having said all that, what would be interesting if? Uh, if they would have, or if, let's just say these two Dutch guys, they got in there and they were able to actually track down some of the some of the aliens that are maybe alive or dead in there, what type would they be? Would they be the greys? Would they be uh, the tall, blonde Nordics? Probably the greys. Yeah, that's what I would think. Um, but you know what? There's also another, there's another race of extraterrestrial out there that a lot of people say have a heavy hand in ruling or ruling our planet and uh if that's the case you may just well as encounter one of these at area at area 51 and of course we're talking about the reptilian aliens the the master shapeshifters if you will so we're gonna dive right in this is pretty extensive but we're gonna get to the heart of what exactly are people talking about when they're referring to the reptilian race of extraterrestrials. <clears throat> no other alien species strikes as much fear in the human psyche as the reptilian. These beings, snake-like in appearance and malevolent by nature, are the stuff of nightmares. It's impossible, or is it possible, that reptilian humanoids are the source of the devils and the demonic entities who have tormented humanity since early history? Many alien researchers and contacts contactees postulate that these lizard creatures may have been the mythological characters spoken of in numerous ancient religious texts and folk beliefs which we've discussed on previous podcasts in great detail you've got my attention definitely now it's they're they're also being discussed in in what people refer to as mythology which to ancient astronaut theorists or anybody involved in this they might not refer to it as mythology more or less maybe misinterpreted so with the chinese and chinese mythology there exists a special reverence for the reptilian creatures dragon kings symbolize the power of the four elemental corners shape-shifting into humans at will pulled by celestial dragons in their heavenly chariots now in islamic mythology the jinn which we've also discussed in previous podcasts are creatures of smokeless fire who sometimes appear as snake-like beings the jinn were created by god and exist under the same rules as mankind very interesting <clears throat> now we go to uh samaria with the sumerians some researchers believe that extraterrestrial entities have influenced humans since the beginning of human history creating cultural practices around their likeness. Zachariah Sitchin believed the Anunnaki of Sumerian mythology was an ancient ET race, controlling humans and using them as slaves to do their bidding. I like that one. We just did the show on that one. Yeah, uh, the ET intervention with uh, with mankind. I felt like we had 
done like an entire project on ancient Samaria with that one. Definitely go check that out if you haven't heard that one. We'll break we break that down in its entirety. Now there's also biblical claims. <clears throat> pardon me, that the snake from Genesis was in fact a reptilian being who convinced Eve to break her oath to God by tasting the forbidden fruit of knowledge. Now, could these myths be interpretations of reptilian humanoids suited for the time, place, and circumstance around ancient moments of contact? I believe so. I think it could be. I mean, who are we to say not? So, Now, what is the origin? Now, these creatures are thought to originate from the star system Draco. And these, and these reptilian races also referred to as the Draco. Characteristics, physical characteristics. While some of these mythological creatures play benevolent roles within their given society, the reptilians encountered in modern abduction scenarios are generally cruel and negative beings, standing anywhere from six to eight feet tall. Their most recognizable feature is their snake-like head, skin, and eyes. Now, abductees report a variety of skin colors ranging from brown to green to red and sometimes even white. These colors are the presence of wings and said to signify rank amongst the reptilians, with the white skin being viewed as the elite class. Their webbed hands have three fingers tipped with long, sharp talons, and they often seen wearing armor or cloaks. Some abductees report snatches and bruising after an encounter. Reptilians are fourth and fifth density beings. If you're interested in that and finding out uh, fourth and fifth density beings, we were actually going to break that down, but that would have turned into like an entirely different show. It's basically, they're just different uh, densities within the vibrations of um, different, oh, what, do you, what do you call them? It's light, light and love. Is It's uh, the human's have transcended from second to third right and uh fourth and fifth are uh, in harmony with their surroundings right filled with light and love which which is which is odd for these for the reptilians to be filled with light and love because most people are referring to them as you know benevolent but I guess there are the benevolent ones as well well I think that in in order to achieve the level of uh maliciousness that they have their entire species has been able to raise up to that fourth and fifth level right. of understanding well speaking of understanding their communication methods <clears throat> many agree that a hallmark of the reptilian alien is almost sadistic tendency towards eliciting human drama and fear these being utilized psychic communication and abductees report the reptilians seem to intentionally manipulate human emotions this is achieved by using the emotional field created by trauma as an energetic source that the reptilian supposedly feeds from now some can implant screen memories upon their subjects creating false scenarios to hide an abduction occurrence it's also re reputed that the reptilians can access the human dreamscape attacking people on an astral plane reptilians are known to be master shapeshifters able to assume human form that is crazy. That is, man. That, that breaks it down right there. It, well, it certainly does. Now, what type of uh, mode of transportation? Now, what what type of uh, unidentified aerial phenomenon are they most known for flying around in? It says the, the disc shape. They travel in disc shaped craft. So you just think about your basic uh, sport model. Yeah, sport model, seamless. That's most likely uh, the Draco. Steve, why don't you take us a little bit further? So David Icke, uh, 
who we've spoken about before, a popular reptilian researcher, has accused presidents, kings, and queens of being shape-shifting aliens, intent upon controlling the resources on planet Earth for their own benefit. Although the reptilian is often approached as a physical creature, some claim that these beings exist outside of our dimension. This would make their shape-shifting an immaterial manipulation of human consciousness. Reptilian creatures seem to be warlike beings bent on the conquest and control. So these these reptilian overlords, uh, they have their roots back as far as intelligent humanoid beings have been on Earth. Right, and uh, we I, I know we don't we don't uh, touch on it in this episode, but um, we do talk about the reptilians and the Draco back in an episode. Uh, entitled uh, the Mega Hexa Saturn, and that goes into a little bit more of like uh, a different control that they have on the human kind. So, suggest so checking that out. So, a common abduction scenario: positive reptilians are not the norm, and many abductions involve forcible acts on an, ad- an abductee. Some of these intrusions are unnatural, leading researchers to the conclusion that a hybridization between humans and reptilians may be in progress. Abductees have reported encountering strange amphibian-like beings while abroad reptilian ships. But perhaps the truth to their intervention dates back even further than recent encounters. Researchers hypothesize that human beings may have been genetically altered by these entities for thousands of years, torn from a peaceful evolutionary path by otherworldly forces and subsequently enslaved. Wow. So I guess basically they're saying that some of the things that people went through uh, was some like DNA manipulation. Exactly what we've talked about. Sure. The darkest rumor goes beyond genetic manipulation. Some believe that reptilians are farming humans as cattle to satiate their appetite for taste of earthling flesh. Jeez, that reminds me of the uh, the 80 series V. They were reptilians, and they used to ship the, the, the humans up onto the mothership for food. Oh, and also farming humans like uh, Neo before he broke out of the Matrix. Exactly. So abduction scenarios and contactees of the reptilian species seem to share similar experiences of psychic violence and manipulation. The most notable researcher of these creatures is David Icke. Uh, He turned into a huge alien researcher who states that the reptilians are the source of many of the problems that currently plague societies around the world. Their goal is the domination of the resources and all the aspects of human life, from the physical to the psychological and the psychosocial. Ike believes that their elite ruling class, also known as the Illuminati, carry the vestiges of reptilian DNA from an ancient hybridization program. These powerful rulers seek to remain in power through any means necessary. Ike's views on reptilian agenda, they're quite controversial. It's interesting because we'll just touch on this real quick. If you think about um, evolution and if you believe that you know that that's how it was, uh, the Darwin theory and all that, that we came directly just descendants from apes just evolving and evolving. Well, wh- why, why would it be so hard to believe that 
the first animals to roam the planet, the dinosaurs, why couldn't that have taken some type of evolutionary different scale and created some type of reptilian being? And or, like we talked about in the, in the ET intervention, what if uh, they, instead of it was mixed with an ape, that they created a, a hybrid? What if it was like with one of the dinosaurs? They created a hybrid but they're just keeping their people amongst themselves or they're being spread out as quote unquote, the elite here to ultimately get the dominant control that they seek. I agree with you. If, if you go back to the Sumerian Enki and Elio and them genetically splicing their genes into humanoid genes and ruling us as slaves then, and time just passed on and passed on, they could still be ruling us as slaves now. Yeah, I mean, if they had the technology to come come to Earth in the far ancient past and have a huge handle in everything, even things that we don't fully understand today, like the pyramids, I mean, it's quite possible. Are reptilians inherently evil? There are some claims to have been in contact with peaceful reptilians, which leads to the question of whether the entire species can be classified as being inherently evil. After all, humanity has its share of cruel and manipulative individuals, yet many people on Earth are good-natured and value love above hate and destruction. I think about that quite often, because if the if our government is working with some type of extraterrestrial races... Um, can't remember the gentleman's name right now, but I think he had made a claim that we we, we know of 56 different races. Um, but let's just say that, that while we're in working with them hand in hand, that these extraterrestrials think that these government officials are basically like how all humanity is. Well, that's not a good look for us because these guys, I mean, obviously they're using the extraterrestrials for technology god knows what the i mean the extraterrestrials are way smarter god knows what they're manipulating us for i don't know that's a whole other show i guess so (laughs) so but now if you were wondering how you how you could spot reptilians that are running the government we're about to tell you as 12 million americans know the united states government is run by lizard people or to be scientifically accurate reptilians but they never said which members of the government are the reptilians so we're here to help piercing together the latest groundbreaking research being conducted by commentators at different websites we've been able to isolate a number of prominent individuals who possess what we believe reptilian compatible bloodlines as ufo chick writes at davidike.com Even if a person has compatible bloodlines, they will not become a reptilian unless a reptilian entity inhabits their physical body. That makes sense. Yeah. Now, thousands of years ago, the reptilian beings from the constellation Orion, Sirius, and Draco intervened on planet Earth and began interbreeding with humans, not physically, however, but rather through manipulation of human coding or DNA. Ike states that this no coincidence that humans have fundamental reptilian genetics within their brain. Now, this, uh, the, the psychology of extraordinary beliefs, the world is controlled by a group of elite reptiles, or so we've been told. When you think of famous celebrities, politicians, and leaders of the world, it's hard to believe that they are normal human beings just like us. 
They just seem to be bigger and better than the average person. But what if they were what if they weren't humans after all? What if they were actually 15-foot-tall reptilian-like shapeshifters from outer space who came to Earth and took slowly over time, took over our governments, our entertainment industry, and for the sole purpose of enslaving the human race. These reptiles control us by creating wars and mindless entertainment to keep us distracted. Famous reptiles include Queen Elizabeth II, the Bush family, CEOs, global banking leaders, and even celebrities that have been claimed to be Justin Bieber and Katy Perry, which there are videos where it seems that their eyes seem to be shape-shifting into like a reptilian eye. These reptiles are also believed to make up the Illuminati and can take on human forms by creating vibrations that give us the illusion that they are human. It seems like something that would be in a science fiction movie, but in reality, many people actually believe this. This theory first became popular in 1998 after David Icke published his book called The Biggest Secret and remains extremely popular today. Along with the book information about this theory, it's also widely available on the internet from YouTube videos and different theories and forums and news articles. What makes this belief extraordinary is that it suggests that there are alien shapeshifters roaming our planet and controlling us normal humans. I don't find that to be too hard to... To believe it could happen it could now one would ask what's the basis of the reptilian elite theory well it is that in ancient times a group of advanced reptiles from the alpha draconia star system came to earth and infiltrated the governments of the ancient civilizations in order to control all humans and enslave them and became their rulers and bred civilizations in order to control all humans with other humans to form crossbreeds so that their dna can infiltrate their minds of humans with their DNA inside our systems, they can control us by making us dumber, slower, weaker, and therefore easier to control. Evidence for this reptilian DNA is, <clears throat> comes from the fact that in early stages, developing embryos look a lot like reptiles and could be classified as such. Furthermore, the oldest parts of the brain which control the most primal functions and instincts is called the reptilian brain because it is made of structures that the reptilian brain consists of, which are the brainstem and the cerebellum. However, these could just be the result of the fact that we originally evolved from reptiles as they were the first animals that existed on Earth, so naturally we would have parts of our body that are similar to theirs. Other pieces of evidence for this theory comes from the fact that many religions and ancient civilizations depict some sort of reptilian god or goddess, which is supported by David Icke's theory that these reptilian beings once ruled in the open and created impossible structures such as the pyramids of Egypt. Although this may, this may make sense at first, that it's easily... Is it easily debunked because ancient civilizations also had gods that took form of other animals aside from reptiles, such as ancient Egyptian god Anubis, who is depicted as a man with a jackal head? A more recent piece of evidence for this theory comes from, from a video of Justin Bieber, in which one of his eyes seems to shapeshift and turn reptile-like. Believers of this theory explain that this is because it's hard for these reptiles to keep their true selves hidden through the camera. But if this was the case and the influence of reptilian elite was persuasive, then we could see many more instances of celebrities shape-shifting on camera. This could have simply been the result of a glitch or a camera malfunction. Although there's no real scientific evidence or much evidence at all for this theory, there is an incredible amount of people who actually follow this theory. 12 million Americans to be exact, and even more people worldwide. 
One reason could stem from extreme cognitive dissonance. These people want to believe that human beings are inherently good and just, but with all the wars and destruction and evil in the world, it causes cognitive dissonance because it shows that people aren't really good. But instead of accepting that fact, they blame it on some other species. We humans wouldn't do something like this. It must be the evil reptiles that are controlling us, making us do such evil things. Another factor in sustaining this belief is the fact that the believers of this theory can retreat to the supernatural when people challenge it. When people ask for evidence for existence of these reptilians, theorists can simply say, we can't see them because they have the ability to control our minds, to make them think that they are humans, making, making this claim unfalsifiable so they can essentially not be disproved. Furthermore, confirmation bias plays a large role in sustaining these beliefs because they will interpret anything that could potentially be evidence as hard proof in their beliefs. See, that's the thing though. If there was a reptilian race and they were controlling us and they were as advanced as they were when they they created us or started uh, genetically hybriding with us, then they there is a chance they could be in another dimension right next to us and step out of that dimension into our dimension to do what they need to do while being cloaked and then just walk right back into an, a parallel dimension and continue to rule. Just like those portals that people on Skinwalker Ranch saw entities walking in or crawling out of from a higher distance. It was still a portal and then it closing and whatever it was running off into the landscape somewhere. Right. I mean, that's not that out of bounds to yeah i mean if you believe in the multi-dimensional theory or even the parallel universe theory it's well for us it's easier to, to, to you know wrap our minds around but for others that's why we're here david ike's famous reptilians do they walk among us you've probably seen tabloid headlines claiming that justin beaver caught momentarily transforming into reptilian form or shape-shifting Secret Service agent, proof of Illuminati reptilian bloodlines. While these may seem like fringes, a poll taken during the 2016 election showed that 4%, or roughly 12 million Americans, believe in these famous reptilians. But if you really want to know more about the reptilians' theories, one need only ask David Icke. What's interesting is I, I, I suggest go out and check out these videos on YouTube. The Justin Bieber one, yeah, I mean, it does look like his eye like uh, looks reptilian for a second. But the one of the shape-shifting Secret Service agent, that one's pretty convincing. So definitely type shape-shifting Secret Service agent into your browser and check that video out. So some famous reptilians. Much of the theory's popularity comes from Ike's interpretations of Gnostic texts, such as the Nag Hammadi, as well as biblical apocrypha like the Dead Sea Scrolls. He says he believes these texts contain evidence that certain higher vibrational beings of frequency, known as archons, appear on Earth as human, masking their true reptilian form. These archonic forces are undoubtedly evil, intent on enslaving humanity for their own selfish reasons. Ike says these forces are like a computer virus which manifested itself in elite bloodlines throughout mankind's history, also known to use their infamous arm of clandestine influence, the Illuminati. These famous reptilian shapeshifters form the psychopathic ruling class that pulls the strings in all the world's financial and political power structures. 
Whoa. Yeah, it's getting deep. It is getting deep. I mean, if they're as evil as everyone is, is making them out to be, as malevolent, well, of course they would be in the in the Illuminati. Of course they would have the clandestine influence of, of the banks. People always say, if you want to find the devil, go to the bank. I mean, that's where he lives. Follow the money. Yep. And it's not hard to sympathize with Ike's beliefs. The decisions made by politicians, bankers, and the global elite are often selfish, detrimental to the environment, and submersive to the betterment of society at large. Three signs of psychopathy. But are they really reptilian? Of course, we all have a reptilian brain. That part of us is responsible for behaviors such as aggression, dominance, and territoriality, which was the nickname given to the basal ganglia a, by the neuroscientist Paul McLean when he wanted to compare our instinctual actions to those of reptiles. But it seems like the, repti- the reptilians that Ike is describing are a little more conniving than McLean's concept. It seems they're capable of more cerebral thought. So basically telepathy. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Wow, wow, wow. So, yeah, we're just cracking the surface a little bit. So they mentioned that uh, they're part of, a, well, they've infiltrated or even created the Illuminati. Let's, let's see a little bit about where these bloodlines actually go. Now, there are two types of these famous reptilian hybrids and full bloods. The hybrids are alleged crossbreed between humans and full-blooded reptilians, who are too few in number to take over the planet. Hence the reason they cloak their identity while manipulating world leaders and financiers behind the scenes. There is also a hierarchy, now according to Ike, of which the full bloods or Dracos sit atop, maintaining control of the hybrids who are unaware they are even reptilian. Most of the world's most influential political figures are of the hybrid ilk, including modern presidents, prime ministers, and bankers. Others believe hybrids exist as reptilian celebrities, but Ike typically sticks to the institutions and political entities, especially those with the nefarious histories like the CIA and the Bilderberg Group and the Trilateral Commission. In one of his most renowned titles, The Biggest Secret, Ike meticulously charts the bloodlines of a family called the Mar... Okay, hold on a second. Merovinaginians. Merovin... Guineans, yeah. A central connection of French nobility that links ancient Egyptian pharaohs and Roman empires to the British, royal family, U.S. presidents, and nearly every other influential political figure of the past few centuries. To even begin to <coughs> delineate this tree would require extensive detail. That's crazy. Yeah. Now, what are the reptilian references in the ancient cultures? Well, Ike says that there is a mention in the the Nag Hammadi of ju- of not just reptilians, but also the greys, commonly reported as one of the less than friendly alien species humans encounter. These two are manifestations of a negative archonic form, he says. Ike uses Zachariah Sitchin's interpretations of ancient Samaria tablets, which detail the Anunnaki, a progenitor race of reptilian aliens who came to Earth and interbred with humans, leading to the first advanced civilization in Sumer, Egypt, Babylon, and the Indus Valley. Ike also points to the Old Testament, in which Nephilim, a.k.a. the Fallen Ones, fit into this theory of a descendant race infiltrating humanity. Some translations interpret the Nephilim as giants or 
other as fallen angels, but in both cases they interbred with humans. Ike says these are the reptilians, and the depictions of them can be seen throughout religious and cultures and antiquity worshipped as gods or demigods like the Nephilim. In ancient Sumer, there is a literal statue of a reptilian goddess cradling its offspring. Ancient Egypt has Apep, the serpent deity that embodied chaos and opposed light. In the Mesoamerican culture, there was a Quasicoto or Kukulkalan, that flying feather reptile god who created the cosmos. And the Indian religions, including Hinduism, Buddhism, and Jainism, speak of Naga, a human-snake hybrid demigod that are potentially dangerous to humans. Were they half-blooded reptilian? Ike warns us of today. Who knows? Oh, man, I think that ancient culture stuff is so interesting. It totally is because that's where the answers are. And, uh, I mean, we've talked about it on past podcasts of how it gets hidden and such. But I really don't think that if there are ETs contacting us and uh, kind of helping to shape the future of humanity – and and our past that their time I don't think is relative to our time. Well, we invented time. Time you're, is a man-made thing. You're right, and I think that being visited maybe five thousand years ago, you know, ten thousand years ago, two thousand years ago, it's just uh, they're they're witnessing our evolutionary path, and I do think that if a race came to Earth and saw the old humans like uh, very beginning homo erectus mm. and they were able to genetically alter us why wouldn't they I, I i totally agree and 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 the way that they say that they rule over us and such um being like conscious beings and being able to have our own thought we may see it as that but if they're that advanced Look at it like, uh, like with, with like your dog, or if you had to train a pack of dogs to like pull pull a sled through through the Arctic. Well, you're gonna be you're gonna have control over them. You're gonna have to have discipline of them, and this is the way that it's gonna be. Now, the dogs don't really know that they're being controlled because they're they're throwing a bone every once in a while. Um, but they just think they're supposed to pull that sled. You're right. Maybe we're pulling the sled. Well, yeah. Well, we are. Look at the look at the society that supposedly has been created. We we go to school for fucking or for uh, for eighteen years, and then we have to work for sixty years, and then we get to what enjoy five years off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just how sound. do you talk someone into that? Yeah. I mean, it's got to be implanted deep within your reptilian brain oh oh i like that so whether you whether you ascribe to ike's rather fantastical theory his sediment and the foundation of his history stem from a genuine concern for humanity and the oppression he sees from an elite class the one percent this is an anxiety shared by a lot of people in the world particularly in this day and age and for that, it's difficult to completely dismiss Ike's ideas, reptilian aliens or otherwise. And I agree. Steve, uh, we got some... Uh, some, re- some reptilian elite. Yeah, break that down. So they, they are among us. Blood-drinking, flesh-eating, shape-shifting, extraterrestrial reptilian humanoids with only one objective in their cold-blooded little heads, to enslave the human race. They are our leaders, our corporate execs, our beloved Oscar-winning actors, and Grammy-winning singers. 
Um, they are the the people who have completed the Oklahoma City bombings, the 9-11 attacks, at least according to former BBC reporter David Icke, who became the poster human for the theory in 1998 after publishing his first book, The Biggest Secret, which contained interviews with two Brits who claimed members of the royal family are nothing more than reptilians wearing crowns. That's that's a pretty bold statement. I mean, if somebody said that to me, I'd be like, all right, well, let's just keep talking. Well, I mean, if if you're looking at uh, someone who's in control, you know, yeah. the royalties would be in control of their constituents or their, their people. Because so, that, Well, that begs the question, where did they still get money from? The, the British royals? Yeah. I, I think the crown jewels. Well, they're not selling them. What, what are they leasing them out for tours? Maybe they had rooms full of them. And they're just selling a little bit off. A plethora of crown jewels, <laughs> if you will. A cornucopia filled with <laughs> oh, nice one crown jewels. So the theorist and New Age philosopher who wore only turquoise for a time and insisted on being called Son of Godhead says these Anunnaki, the reptiles, have controlled humankind since ancient times. They count among their number Queen Elizabeth, George W. Bush, Henry Kissinger, Bill and Hillary Clinton, shocker, and, and Bob Hope. That one is a shocker. I, I mean, he looks it. Bob Hope? Yeah, I think he does. Encroaching on other theorists. <laughs> Steve's outing Bob Hope. Territory. <laughs> Ike even claims that the lizards are behind secret societies like the Freemasons and Ooh. the Illuminati. Freemasons. Love it. Who are the reptilians, and what do they want with the human race? Who are these lizard people? Are they real? Are lizard people in charge of the world? Reptilian theories are more popular than you may think. The first lizard people theory seems to originate in science fiction literature and has grown beyond made-up stories into a complex belief system with various explanations. Some speculate that there are reptilians in government, in politics, in high-ranking business positions. Other lizard people theories involve alien hybrids uh, and hybrid humans, mysterious planets, and claims that essentially all world leaders and the wealthiest families are part of this reptilian tribe. But what exactly are the intentions of the lizard people? According to reptilian theorists, the elite alien species seek world domination and power over every person on the planet. They are all about control, using their influence to vastly lower the quality of life for most people on the planet. This way, people have no energy, they have no time or motivation to notice or expose even the existence of the reptilians, let alone try to remove them from power. Whoa, I like that. Uh, now, I wonder who the first reptilian theory was and, and how literal it was with, about the origins. Now, there's a reptilian theorist named Michael Barkon. Now, he's long argued that the theory of world leaders are reptiles and has it rooted in his literature. Specifically, he names Arthur Robert E. Howard, who is best known for his Conan the Barbarian books. Some of Howard's earlier stories include Serpent Men, 
particularly in his story titled The Shadow Kingdom, which was published in 1929. The story is based around the physiological theories about lost worlds such as Atlantis. Howard's works inspired several theories of shape-shifting lizard race that had infiltrated high-policy-making circles through their powers of mind control. Within 50 years of him ending his own life, his ideas had spread and created underground cells and cults, proclaiming that reptilian people really exist. Another writer, Ray Nelson, wrote the story 8 o'clock in the morning about a man who, after becoming hypnotized at a carnival, sees through the veneer of world and realizes lizard-like people control every aspect of society. The story and subsequent comic adaptation served as the basis for John Carpenter's They Live, a film that basically summed up the lizard people theory without the lizards. (laughs) Now, David Icke popularized the lizard people theory and believes that they created the human race. Now, he was once a footballer and British television personality, and he revealed his reptilian theories for the first time during a BBC interview in 1991. To the shock of the world, he made some rather outrageous claims, arguing that the world's richest, most powerful families and political leaders are really reptilian aliens from another planet. He brought to the spotlight an unnerving theory that lizard people ruled the world. Most people dismissed him as unsound. But to many enthusiasts, he became a revered leader. Ike popularized this notion that lizard people really existed. Ike says the whole reptilians on Earth thing began with the mysterious group of aliens known as the Anunnaki. They came to Earth in its earlier days and decided to mix things up a bit. They hailed from the planet Nibiru, also known in the reptilian theorist community as Planet X, searching for gold. On Earth, they found plenty of gold, but needed slaves to mine it for them. So, the Anunnaki took some of their DNA to create a lesser species to do their human work. The Anunnaki then choose to stay on Earth to supervise and rule over the new humans. Ike and other cite evidence in the art and literature of the Sumerian culture to back up the story. According to Ike, reptilians seek to tear down Western culture, participate in groups that promote wage conflicts for oil, and generally continue to make the world a wretched place in which to live. When they aren't doing these things, they are busy shape-shifting so that humanity will remain ignorant of their actual identity. Man, that is some nasty stuff. That is, man. I mean, if you you can pull up some videos of David Icke, he does some expos, and he can. I mean, he he's definitely long winded, but it, a three hour special of his goes by in no time because it just sucks you in. I, I highly recommend checking out some of his uh, things on YouTube. Now, humans are in fact part lizard, but not in the way Ike thinks. Occult expert Gary Bone decided to take some of David Icke's theories to task, insisting that while the foremost expert on lizard people was pretty much off base on all fronts, he did get something right. Humans do have a reptilian brain. Now, that's basically all that he like thinks that he got right. Well, yeah, Icke responded to Bone's criticism, insisting that our reptilian brain only bolsters his only his theory further, right, and manages to implicate the Illuminati in the whole affair. So, fires right back with 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 no problem yeah, at Gary, all. Yeah, Gary Bone just kind of was throwing shade at David Icke. Yeah, well, I mean, when you come at somebody with their life work, you better be ready to dance. I would think. Uh, yeah. Now. Me personally, I haven't ever witnessed any type of reptilian or any type of reptilian shapeshifters, but there are some signs that 
you can look for. Steve, you want to break it down a little bit? There are, yes, five signs that someone you know may be a reptilian shapeshifter. Basically, a reptilian is an alien creature from another dimension who has a reptile-like body, but who blends into the human population by taking on a more humanoid appearance. According to this theory, reptilians use holographic technology to disguise themselves as everyday humans and can often rise to high levels of power in order to manipulate true humans. Some of them can also be capable of shape-shifting into humanoid form. Some even believe that reptilians and humans were hybrided long ago. So there could be people who have reptilian blood and don't even realize it. While not all reptilians are bad, uh, the idea is that they can be quite unconscious. They exist almost like computer programs, with no sense of right or wrong, simply running on a predetermined instinct like robots. When they rise to power, they can cause damage because, according to the lore, they feed on human anxiety. Which is the exact same thing that they create. So yeah. it's, it's like a, you know, a chemist. They're like, well, I need this to survive. Well, he's just going to go in there and create it. Yep. They, they, they use fear, anxiety, yeah. all of the things that you can use to control humans. Well, yeah. Like even well, one of the things that we talked about in the mega hex of Saturn was that they control the light spectrum. So we can only really see like the five colors of the light spectrum versus they're blocking out everything else so that we can't even see like there was a theory that they're blocking out part of the sky too so that we only recognize even with telescopes and such that we're only seeing nine plant well eight plants now but there's really more like 40 or 42 that we're unable to even see because of 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 the mega hex of saturn oh, go listen to the episode <laughs> <laughs> so do reptilians really exist uh Probably not in the literal sense, though David Icke himself claims that this reptilian theory is literally true. Personally, I think you can get a lot more value out of it by viewing it as a metaphor. Every human being has a side to themselves that is robotic and unconscious. Are you letting that run your life? Are you living without any self-reflection, as if you were a computer program that had no power to rewrite itself? Furthermore, is that fear-based, automatic part of the collective human psyche running society as a whole to our detriment? Now, these are important things to consider. When you really think about it, the reptilians aren't out there. Rather, they're inside of us. Still, you're going to follow the theory in the literal sense. There are some common signs that someone is a reptilian shapeshifter. Here are the main ways to spot them. Steve. So, these are the ways to spot a reptilian in a world of humanoids. First of all, look for the reptilian eyes. That's a give that's a given. I mean, you meet someone and you look at them and they've got those reptile eyes, you might be dealing with uh, a lizard person. Two, check their body for scales. Sometimes those cloaks that they use will fail and you'll be able to look over at someone's arm and spot that scaly textured skin. Very similar to number three. See if they're hologram flickers. If you're looking at somebody and for a second you see like a flash of something else, it could be that they're using a holographic cloak. Number four, observe their behavior. In this one, you got to go with your gut. And if they look like they're going to be a lizard person, <laughs> they probably are. 
And number five, trust your intuition. So let's break them down. Yeah. Further. So so we got so Steve gave us the the top five of how to spot reptilian in a humanized world, and he gave us <laughs> his breakdown of them really quick. Now let's give the subtle beast breakdown of one through five. So if you're wondering how to spot a reptilian, then obviously the first place is to look in their eyes. Some people say that these shapeshifters have reptile-esque eyes if you look close enough. Others say it's possible to spot their reptilian eyes only sometimes while they're in the midst of shape-shifting. So next time you suspect that a world leader may be a reptilian, and according to this theory, almost all of them are, take a close look at their eyes. Are they vertical slits? Are they a deep black with no sclera? Do they seem to suddenly change? If so, this may be a big sign of a reptilian. Take time. Very good. Number two, check for signs of scales or other odd textured skin. Another common way to spot a reptilian is by the appearance of scales. While a reptilian is shape-shifting, you may see their skin change a little. Maybe you see a hint of green all of a sudden, or you notice that the texture becomes scaly or rough-like that uh, of like a lizard or snake. Keep in mind that this isn't something you should see too often, since supposedly reptilians go to great lengths to appear as if they have human skin. Now, if you're curious, there are plenty of photos that you can find online. Famous people appear to show signs of reptile skin. And these just are just artifacts in, in photo and nothing more. Are those scales near a celebrity's forehead just a sign of a poorly attached wig? Is the flaky dryness simply a lack of moisture? Probably. But I guess you can never know for sure. Bob Hope. <laughs> Bob Hope. Number three, watch to see if the hologram flickers. Reptilians are supposed to be really good at hiding their true identities. Sometimes it may be so automatic to them that they don't even realize they're doing it. Occasionally, their disguise may become apparent, though, especially in moments of distress. Well, that's how the story goes anyway. Since their human skin can be holographic, it is subject to limitations of technology. A quick internet search can reveal dozens of videos that are purported evidence of a politician or celebrity letting down their guard and unknowingly revealing their true reptilian forms on television. And granted, this could just be the fault of grainy video. It's more interesting to assume that that person is a reptilian. Agreed. Number four. They seem to have no soul. One of the hallmarks of a reptilian is that they have very little or no conscious awareness. Again, they exist like robots, and there's little you can do to appeal to any kind of human consciousness in them. They have been bred to enslave humanity. They do not want to deviate from their programming. They tend to have difficulty displaying genuine human emotions as well. Does the person who is suspected reptilian seem to have no light in their eyes? Do they seem to have no remorse? Do they seem completely empty and devoid of any human touch? Reptilians generally attempt to appear like humans and act as if they have human traits like empathy and self-awareness, but things might still not be quite right. You might sense something artificial about them. Seeing this aspect as a metaphor is useful as well. In your own life, you might similarly act out of unconsciousness, but try to fake a higher level of awareness and attempt to blend in. Now, for example, you might be too afraid to admit that you feel no empathy for certain people or that you don't care about the environment, so you pretend that you do anyway. You could say this is a reptilian trait that many of us exhibit. Now, be mindful of when you behave soullessly. It's better to admit an ugly truth than try to deceive people. 
I like that one. Yeah. Bring us home. Number five, your intuition is alerting you of a nearby reptilian. Finally, after all of the hard-hitting research and random internet forums, we found out that the most common way to spot a reptilian is simply one's intuition. According to more experienced lizard spotters, if you feel like the person has an alien presence, then they could very likely be a reptilian. Your gut can't always be 100% right, but combined with some holographic technical difficulties and a flash of scaly skin, you may be on to something. Of course, just because you have a bad feeling about someone doesn't mean they are a reptilian hybrid who is bent on taking over the world, but they could be. So, why take any chances? I totally agree. So... Have any of you ever had any experiences with uh, somebody didn't look right or maybe seemed soulless or did they flicker? Did they change in any way? You have a feeling, a gut feeling about yeah. someone? Share it with us. Yeah, if you had that experience, contact us via social media, via our website, and uh, we want to know about it and uh, we may just put you on the air. I'd love to hear the stories. Oh, me too. So, And that goes above and beyond any any reptilian story. You got a, you got an story that's out there that you don't have an explanation to that blew your mind blew your friend's mind you guys are scared we weren't sure where we were times were changing whatever we want to hear about it and uh you know if it if it's a really good story and it you know can raise some hairs on your arms we're gonna we're gonna bring in the studio or we'll patch you in from wherever you are and We'll have you tell your story. Or we can keep you anonymous. If you have a, a, a terrifying or a, a story that just... Absolutely. You think that maybe someone's going to look down on you for telling about, tell us about it. We'll keep you anonymous and we'll get your story out there. Yeah, we'll change the name to protect the innocent. There you go, folks. Uh, I had a good time tonight. This, was, this is a fun show. It's definitely something that really can boggle the mind and... It's, it's just really interesting. It's worth thinking about. It is. Uh, I highly suggest looking into more David Icke and, and his theories. Uh, really, really out there stuff. Um, so if you enjoyed tonight, share this episode with your friends. Share our past episodes. Share our social media. Share our website. And let's just keep the conversation open and going. And let's bring more and more truth out there. Because Subtle Beast is on the quest to bring some serious and solid answers. And... Uh, we're going to be talking to you on the road, too. Be looking for us out there. Uh, be looking for some, uh, in the near future, some YouTube content coming out by Subtle Beast. won't say quite yet what it is, but uh, we're going to have a presence out there on YouTube, and it's going to be a good time. It's been fun. It's been fun. So uh, until next time, I'm Foltz. And I'm Steve. And we'll see you next time. Take care of one another. Bye-bye.